Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we hit up our favourite bottle shop for some mystery booze. Yes, that's right. Tonight we are going to be blind taste testing once again. It's bourbon. Hmm. Bourbon today. Once again? Have we done this before? No, no. We are blind taste testing again. Oh, got it. And tonight it's bourbon. Got it. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. We've done whiskey before, we've yeah. blind taste tested whiskey, and in that episode we did inexplicably end up drinking a bourbon, mm. but this time we know they're all bourbon. That is indeed, we've specifically picked bourbons, bourbons for this episode. And it should be interesting, because there's mm. a wide variety of bourbon. There is. I've had some pretty terrible bourbons, and I've had some pretty damn good bourbons. Yeah, and uh, following our standard blind taste testing frame of a cheap one, a mid-ranged one, and an expensive one, it will be interesting to see if we can tell which is which. Mm. And I think the uh, guy that the the sales guy that helped us pick these bottles, I think he's made it a bit harder for us because he's picked the best in each category. Yeah, he, he seemed like a guy who knew his stuff from what we were talking to him about before he, from the discussion that was had before they were selected, it, it seemed like he really knew his stuff. So I get, uh, I get the feeling this is going to be a tricky one. Hmm. I hope so. This, I feel like they're starting to get a little bit easy. Yeah, so it, it should be good if they're hard. And the guy at the register did say to me, without giving anything away, of course, because I had my back to him the whole time, felt very rude, but he said that... <laughs> We had a really good selection there. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, this should be challenging. And hopefully we come out with three winners, which would be great. Yeah, and we've had a couple of misses. Yeah, and maybe, just maybe, it'll be really hard for us to tell which one is the best. Well, which one is the most expensive? Because the best isn't always the most expensive, as we've found in the past. Hmm. Well, yeah, quite, o- quite often it's not, because it's... Uh, it's usually too much, but I suppose our flavor, our palates are different to everybody else's. Perhaps, yes. So, do we want to go from shortest bottle to tallest bottle? Um, or the other way around? Let's go shortest to tallest. Shortest to tallest, okay. Yeah, I think we normally go tallest to shortest. Um, I think. Well, I think that's what we did last time. Right, then I will grab the short one, which is directly in front of me, <laughs> and begin to pour. All right, here is the... Oh, there's a bit of water in there. There we go. Okay, just trying not to see... Oh, okay. Can't do anything with it without seeing it, because there's wax on the top or something. Oh. And there's a card with writing on it? Oh, God, there is. I need to not look at that. That's going to give all the things away. Let me chuck it in the box. (laughs) All right. So that is not actually what I was expecting. Because this bottle is square. 
Yes, it is. Or rectangular. So this bottle has a bit that you sort of need to break and peel off. Like a, a waxy... It's not really wax. It's probably like plastic rubber or something. Well, on plus to you, I've just pulled off. It's sticky as all get out. Yeah. But, well, that's because it's got sticky tape on the inside. Yeah. Um, I reckon that's just plastic. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. It's meant to look fancy. Mm. Now the pièce de résistance. Bloody hell. <laughs> Always a great sound. Mm. Oi. Oh, yes, I shouldn't have smelled the cork, but I did, and my word. It smells pretty good. All right. And recorking. Yeah, so the the room is already filled with the smell of bourbon. All right, so let's start with the smell, I suppose. Whoa. That smells sweet. Mm. It smells uh, malty. Smoky. Smoky. It's definitely bourbon. Mm. It's got that distinct bourbon smell, that corn um, corn malt smell. And it can almost smell the char from the barrel it aged in too. Like mm. there's... It's there. Oh yeah, it's there. So... But, it, but it doesn't... Uh, it's like a gentle smoke, not a... Um, Roaring fire. Yeah, it's not overpowering in odor. Mm. Yeah. All right, here Let's goes. Taste. Oh, color. It's a yes. a deep amber color. It's quite dark. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting a lot of smoky flavors in this, mm. and possibly a little bit of charcoal. Yeah. A um, d- darker in color tends to mean it has been aged for longer, doesn't it? Mm. So. This will be good to taste. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. Mm, dang. That's got some bite to it. <laughs> yeah. Lots of flavor. Yeah. Oh, yes. So much flavor. And once you get over that initial bite, it's really, really nice. Mm, like it's very warming. Very warming. I'm still feeling it. Mm. I'm, well, it sort of built up for me. It yeah. wasn't a straight... And then it just kind of just like a, a fire slowly... Mm. Yeah. Slowly ignited in the back of my throat mm. and belly. Mm. So th- this is a very strong flavoured whiskey. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, as, as bourbons go. Yeah. This is... Well, I suppose mm. I'm comparing it to the last bourbon I had, which was the Hogs 3. Oh, yes, which is really smooth mm. and simple. And not um, strong flavored. Yeah, I mean, this is strong, but I think it's also quite smooth. Mm. Like, yeah, it's strong and it's got a kick that lets you know you're drinking bourbon. Yeah. But the flavors are smooth and complex. Mm. It's very, very nice. Um, it should also be noted that we are drinking this bourbon neat this time. Yes. We're drinking all the bourbons neat. So we can get a, I suppose, so we can uh, really pick everything that's there. Uh, I know previously we have drunk bourbon over ice, though. Yeah, though that can water it down somewhat. Mm. And yeah, I, I think that for our purposes today, drinking them needs to make sure we get the fullness of the flavor profile. Mm. 
is probably best. But it also means that these might be a little rough on the palate. Yeah. Because, yeah, generally people don't drink bourbon straight. No. Bourbon is, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, most commonly consumed with Coke. Mm. I have a bottle of that in the fridge. If you find one is too much, you can top it up with Coke to finish it off. Uh, All right. So, I suppose the flavor is... The flavor notes are very similar to what we described on the nose. It doesn't change much between when the when it goes up your nose versus across your tongue. Yeah, it basically tastes like what it smells like it should taste like. <laughs> Say that again? Yeah. <laughs> it, it tastes like what it smells like it should taste like. Yeah. And that's not always the case. Like Often you'll smell things on the nose that just aren't there on the palate at all. Mm. But this one, yeah, you've got the the subtle charcoal, you've got the sweetness, you've yeah. got the smokiness. And and the charcoal is very subtle. It's definitely not a ten Tennessee whiskey. That's the right one. For that they filter through Yeah, where it's charcoal first. filtered, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not a Tennessee whiskey because it doesn't have that punch in your like scrape your tongue with a charcoal rod kind of charcoal flavor. Yeah, there's definitely not a strong charcoal. It's yeah, more the sort of charcoal that I think comes from it having spent a little more time in that charred barrel. Mm. It, yeah, this is very very mellow. I would hazard a guess that this is the top. Yes, it's just going off the the flavors and complexity. Yeah, I mean going off the flavors, the complexity, of the bottle. And there's there's a lot of things, but just the flavors of the complexity, absolutely. Mm. I would say this is probably the top, or it's a really good mid. Mm. I would love to. I doubt it, but I would love to. I would love to have this as the cheap one. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing if this was the cheap one? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it just? All, All right. right. So I suppose we'll take a quick break to finish these off and. Come back right with come right back at you in a few seconds. And we are back, ready for bottle the second. Yes, bottle dose, the one in the middle. But is it the one in the middle? I don't know. It's the middle height. We know that much. It is the middle height. Is it the middle price range? Is it the middle quality? There is a plastic thing to peel off. I see that. Good luck. It will undoubtedly cut your finger. I think I need a uh, waiter's friend. It looks like it's yeah. just no, I got the a... most busted ass. I got a waiter's friend. It's fine. Yeah, because I. So I can see the serrations in the plastic, and you can see the serrations in the plastic, yeah. but it just doesn't want to give. Is it a cork? Uh, let's go with. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's a cork. Ooh, good sound. Oh, you've smelled the cork now. Of course, I did it last time, so it's only fair. <laughs> but still. I might uh, peel some of this plastic away so it doesn't dribble too much. Well, that was easy. Comparatively. Yeah, maybe there was yeah. a tear-off thing down the bottom. 
Um, I did spot some writing on the bottom of on the further down on the label. Right. On the plastic bit, so I just got to be careful. Be careful, yes. So I do often find that a cork is a good sign when it comes to the quality of things like bourbon. This is kind of oily. It's not. It's uh, slightly thicker than. It's slightly thicker than the than water. Mm, it does look quite viscous. Mm. The colour is a much lighter amber hue than our previous bottle. Mm. It is too. There you go. Uh, although if you look at it side on, it's uh, it's darker, but definitely well, it's, not as dark it's, as uh, the yeah. previous one. Yeah, it's lighter than the last. Yeah. And oh, interesting smell. Yeah. Oh wow, it smells very sweet. Yeah, but almost fruity. And no, I don't smell any smoke at all. No, me either. Because now, just from from smelling this, I'm starting to wonder if we were wrong on the first bottle. But we haven't tasted yeah. it yet, so let's not no. jump to conclusions. But but, but it smells like it smells like bourbon. Um, yeah, smells like bourbon. Smells complex. Smells interesting. Mm, smells it, different. Yeah, you've got your uh, malty sweetness, a bit of corn in that mash as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's a little bit of smoke there. Mm. A hint. A hint, yeah, a very hint. subtle. Yeah. Anyway, let's taste it and find out. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oof. That's different. Oh, yeah. This is a very different... <laughs> <laughs> Just when you think the flavor is finished, it comes back. Yeah. For it's, round two. It's, it's really bitter. Yeah. Like it really gets you on the back of your tongue. That's unexpected from something that's normally as sweet mm. as bourbon. Well, it, it had all the right bourbon flavours on the front, mm. and then it kicked you in the back end, like like the uh, Armagnac we had in our Blind Brandy episode. Yeah. Yeah, where it seemed like you were under something really good, and then it hits you with a sucker punch. Yeah. That was, that was odd. Like, mm. I still have that bottle, and I... I still want to like it, but I just can't get around that finish. Yeah, I think it's very much a uh, an acquired taste. And I think this may very much be an acquired taste too. Mm. So it's not unpleasant. It's just very different. Yeah. I wonder if this is a better mixing whiskey than than the than the other one. Perhaps. I mean this if our past blind taste tests are anything to go by, this could actually be the top one, where we find that the top one has odd flavors that we don't really associate, and it's pleasant, but you wouldn't want to and couldn't drink a lot of it. Mm. Maybe. Like, there are still smells in this. I can't quite put my finger on what the heck it is. Mm. But it's... Yeah. It, it's, it goes down... Like, initially, it goes down very quickly, and then that lingering finish on the back of your tongue is 
unfortunate. Yeah, like it's initially very smooth mm. and warming and pleasant. And there's... Yeah, complex and interesting flavors that just confuse and beguile you as you yeah. try to work out, what am I drinking? Yeah. What is this? What have they put in this? It's, well, it's a bourbon. Well, yes, I mean, we know it's a bourbon, but... <laughs> but that's about it. But those are not flavors I expect from a bourbon. Yeah, yeah, like, that, that bitterness at the back, it generally doesn't creep up on you like this one is. Mm. Like it's there from the get-go. Yeah, well, and I'm not really noticing the a lot of smoky flavors or a lot of char oak flavors or any of those traditionally bourbon sort of flavors. Put a little bit on your tongue and swell it around your mouth. There, there. <laughs> it's definitely got that typical bourbon. Oh, yep, you're feel. spot on. It yep. is. But at some point, you have to swallow it. And yeah. then it rolls over the back of your tongue. Uh, and, yeah. Mm. But I, I want to like this. But yeah, again, with that back end, back end finish, it's, it's challenging. Yeah, it's definitely an acquired taste. And I'm not sure where to put this. I feel like it's probably the middle or the top. Mm. Just because of the oddness of it. I, I reckon I'm going to put this in the middle. I think this is the the good drop, not the so, top drop. So you think the first one was the top, yeah. and this is the middle. Yes. And that the next one will be the cheap one. I hope it isn't, but uh, that that first one was fantastic. Oh, it was amazing, yeah. And this is nice, but mm. it's not great. Yes, true. If I was going to have a bourbon and coke, I I would... Be, I would feel happy mixing this in. Yeah, I think the the Coke would mellow out that yeah. bitter back end. Or um, dry ginger ale. Mm. That would work. Actually, that would probably work better. Dry, this with the dry ginger ale. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. it be funny if it was... If it did end up being the top drop and I'm like, yes, let's make, mix this $90 bottle of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose for the time being, we should just leave it in the ether and take our time to slowly finish it off before testing into bottle three. Mm. So we are back and ready for the third and final bottle. All right. Let's see how we do. Is it what we think it is or is it not? I have no idea. We don't know what it is, but we think it's probably the cheapest. Mm. Okay. Based on what we think the first two are. True. But we haven't tried this yet. That is is true. It may blow the others out of the water. I hope so. I'll just look away in case something on the lid. Okay, so this one's a twist top. Not not comforting. It's plastic. Oh. Oh, dear. Gotta say, this is the first uh, plastic-capped twist-top bourbon I've had ever. Oh, and it's lighter again. And looks very watery compared to the last one. 
Yeah, that that uh, bottle number two definitely had an oily, like oily consistency over here. Yeah, and this one, yeah, very very light amber color. Hmm. Almost a golden amber comparatively. Yeah. I wish I had enough glasses to pour each of these side by side. So that we could look at the difference. Because mm. I think that what we have inadvertently done is drink it from darkest to lightest. Yes. Which is not how you normally taste drinks. You normally go from light to dark. Because, yes. Because the lightest tends to be lighter in flavor as well. Indeed. Well, so, not, not so much lighter in flavor, but more subtle in flavors. Mm. So let's smell first and see what we think on the nose. There is not much nose to speak of. I no, sort of I had mean, to get your nose right in there. It's bourbon. It yeah. definitely smells like bourbon. And it smells a bit sweet. Yep, yep, definite sweetness to it. And you can almost smell the alcohol. Mm. I mean, it doesn't burn your nose when you're smelling it like the other ones had. Yeah. Which, that's really interesting. That's really, really interesting. Yeah, it's got some very subtle and interesting smells to it. Yeah. That that plastic cap, though. Mm. It also, there's <laughs> this... I'm almost getting a slight fruitiness to the smell of this one like I did on the last one. Yeah. Like, uh, like raisins or something. Yeah. Dried fruit. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious what this tastes like. Me too. And the plastic cap is slightly off-putting and but if we couldn't see them, mm. if we didn't see the bottles at all, if we only saw the drink, yes. and only smelled the drink, we might think this was the one in the middle at this point. At this point. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Uh it's just it it's nice, but if you do remember Mickle that the easier it is to drink, the cheaper it usually che- is. Cheaper it usually is. Except that some of the cheap ones are really hard to drink because they're cheap and nasty. Ex- unless they, unless the the customer service person gets us a very good cheap one. Yes, which they have been doing. Yeah, they've been quite good at that. Mm. So, all right. Cheers. Let's taste. Cheers. Oh yeah, that's the cheap one. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's smooth, it's pleasant. Mm. It's not bad actually. Yeah, there's there's not a lot going on. Mm. But it's not unpleasant to drink. The finish is nice. It maintains its smoothness all the way through. Yeah. It's got all the flavors you'd expect to see. Expected to or all of or all the flavors you'd expect to taste. Um, yeah, it's got a little bit of smokiness. I think there's like a little bit of a uh, metallic taste to it too. Mm, just I'm, just in the aftertaste. Oh yeah, I mean mm. now that you mention it, I'm yeah yeah, very very subtle if mm. it's there at all, but. It's just something I'm no- I'm noticing. It's just something I'm noticing between drinks while I'm talking about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. It's got your got your um, caramelly flavors, your corn 
kind of flavors. Um, it's sweet. It's probably the sweetest of the three, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I I would think so too. And there's almost no charcoal flavor to speak of in it. Yeah. Even if you swirl it around your mouth. It's only just there. Yeah, I mean it's there. It has to be because it mm. it has to be aged in a charred barrel. Yeah, but I would say that this is like a Kentucky straight bourbon where it's aged for the minimum amount of time possible and then pushed onto the shelf. Mm, quite possibly. But I think of the three, mm. there are two that I would buy again. Yes. And it is not the second and one? And it is not the second one. <laughs> the second one does not hit the mark. No. I mean, the, the flavors could be nice, but that that uh, burn at the back end, that bitterness that hits you, comes clawing its way back like a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, this isn't amazing, but if you just want to throw back a bourbon and relax, like just to have a... Yeah, a relaxing bourbon and coke or something. This is mm. this is the bourbon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you can't really do much with that second one. And I would hazard a guess to say that the price would make you uh, take a would that that the price of the second one would make you double, make you seriously consider whether it's worth mixing. Yeah. Yeah, because you'd say, well, I need to acquire the taste to enjoy this neat. I mean, if it is the one in the middle, yeah. you would want to acquire the taste for drinking it neat. Yeah. Unless it just needs to be mixed with a dash of water or something. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, we should reveal these so we can stop guessing. Yes, so starting with the third. The third? Go backwards. We'll go backwards, yep. Third to first. Oh, and the receipt is in the box. Oh, we don't need that yet. Let's take that rubber band off. It's good of them to put those on there. Mm, good idea. Yeah. You ready? Yep. So, it is the Matingley and Moore Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey. Kentucky Bourbon. Was number three. A blend. Yep, from Kentucky, 37, 37% alcohol by volume and very little to, uh, very little in the, in the way of labeling. Uh, fully matured at 36 months, 49% grain neutral spirits. Yeah, this is, this is, looks like a cheap one. It looks like the cheap one, yeah, and it is certainly. I guess the the reason why it doesn't have that much burn is that it's quite light on on the alcohol side. Mm. It's only 20 standards, which is yeah, a couple less than you would normally get for a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. For some reason, I thought bourbon had to be at least 40. Like a traditional oh. bourbon had to be at least 40. No, I think it has to be at least, at least what this has hit. I think this has hit the bare minimum. Yeah, probably. Probably. All right, bottle the second. And I am interested to see what this is because it has a cork and it is a 
fancy sort of a shape for a bottle. Well, now that we're revealing him, um, I'm going to say that the cork looked like a plastic cork. Oh. One of those synthetic corks. So, we have George Dickel Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. That explains the burn at the back. It's the Sour Mash. And the uh, Tennessee Whiskey explains the bitterness. Hmm. Yeah, because Tennessee whiskies do tend to be filtered through charcoal. Yeah. And sour mash as well. Mm. So, it is... Holy shit. It is 45% alcohol by volume. That's why it was so bitey. Yeah. And uh, on the back we have... Take a sip of George Dickel's fine whiskey and you'll know it comes from someplace pretty special. It's called Cascade Hollow. Back in the 1800s, there were two things that drew George here. Friendly people and the fresh water of Cascade Springs. Some of the finest water we reckon to be found anywhere. If you come, if you come to Cascade Hollow for a visit, you'll find that not much has changed in the last century or so. On either count. Yeah. Bottled in... Uh, bottled by George Dickel and Co. in Connecticut. Well, I'm assuming Connecticut is CT. I don't actually know the states off the top of my head. I'm sorry, everybody. Imported by Diageo. There you go. Of course it is. <laughs> and now the big reveal for what the third one was. Yeah, that's totally the most expensive one. <laughs> D- judging by the, the bottles and the marketing... Dun, dun, dun. Okay, this is the Bernheim Original Kentucky Straight Wheat Whiskey. Wheat Whiskey? Seven years aged, small batch, 45%, 90 proof. Wow. Bernheim Original Wheat Whiskey uses soft winter wheat in its recipe to deliver a smooth, sweet taste. This one-of-a-kind whiskey is handcrafted according to the tradition that our master distillers have been practicing for seven generations. Discover the unique pleasure of Bernheim Original Wheat Whiskey. Hmm. This bottle contains approximately 27 standard drinks. So about the same as the other one. Yeah, that's a strong whiskey, strong bourbon. Yeah. Kentucky Straight Wheat Whiskey. And I haven't had a wheat whiskey before. It's it. Yeah, it was very nice. It, it was, was really good. So now we just have to check the receipt for the ultimate reveal to see which came where. Yeah. And and I reckon we were right. But we have, on the, as the cheapest, Mattingly and More Bourbon, $34. The second one, so Bottle the Third came in at $34. The bottle the second, George Dickel number 12 whiskey, came in at $60. And the Bernheim Original Wheat whiskey came in at 90 So, yeah, we, w- we were right. Yeah. We got it right this time. Mm. <laughs> Who knows if we'll get it right next time. Well, yes, but there we go. So we were spot on that the first was the most expensive. The second was the one in the middle. And the last one was the cheapest. And we've done mm. that a few times mm. where we've just been spot on and we've somehow inadvertently chosen them in the order based just on the height of the bottles. 
Yeah, well, I think that the more... Well, obviously, the more extravagant the bottle, the more expensive the whiskey. Well, yes. Or the spirit, at least. And with bourbons, good bourbon tends to come in very short bottles. Mm, true. I mean, we, we've become very good at doing this with spirits, I think. Mm. Time to... Well, I think wines are a part of the same thing as well. Cheap is easy to drink. And expensive is very complex, but not easy. Yes. So, with yeah, with the cheap ones, I definitely think if you can pick the right one, you will be quite, you'll be quite able to drink it. Yeah, I mean, this Mattingly and more mm. is cheap, but really pleasant. Yeah, and also was the Hogs 3. Yeah, well, exactly. And isn't that your current favourite bourbon? Oh, it is one of my favourite bourbons, yeah, just because it's, it's good for having a bourbon and Coke. Mm. Indeed. Um, so, I think that's it for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a good drop podcast. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favorite podcast app, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. You can also find us on the socials, Facebook and Instagram, as a good drop podcast. Hmm. And if you want to check out our backlog of previous episodes be sure to hit jump on our website a gooddrop.com.au where you can find links to share particular episodes uh, or if you want to check out an episode you've listened to before there's a spot for it and if you want to uh, and if you want to send us some feedback on our episodes we'd love to hear from you let us know what your favorite bourbon is send us an email to a good drop at gmail.com and be sure to tune in for our next episode when we talk about pinot noir pinot noir mm, the lightest of the reds yes the light black red the light black red pinot noir yeah uh what what does pinot stand for is that just like grape black i, I think i think it's like yeah grape black or something just a very descriptive name yeah hmm gotta love the french oh yes so until next time cheers cheers